0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Welcome back to the Brad Bradfoe Show. This is Coop along with Sammy and my guy Gordo. We just wrapped up. Well, we didn't wrap up the Twin Series. The Red Sox wrapped up the Twin Series and they split it 2-2. In the Twin City, I just thought of that right now. That's kind of, it's kind of funny, right? And Signs, conspiracy theory. Yeah, uh? yeah, no, huh? Yeah. Uh? Yeah. You want to know what I uh, yell when I think of a conspiracy theory, though? Uh, I better energize me. I don't know how to transition out of that one. Uh, the Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison conspiracy theory, electricity. Uh, Oh, McFarlane, McFarlane, oh. Was- McFarlane. Oh. Uh, uh, wow. Yep. yep, yep I, just because yep. McFarland's powering everything, let's just get right into it. Red Sox. We were saying before the show, perfect analogy for the season. Um, yep. They drop the last two of what started out to be a really promising series. Uh, Six game winning streak. Can't can't knock that can't knock the hustle. The bats were alive until Alex Verdugo kind of petered out of this lineup. Uh, but if anything, there was still a lot of hard hit balls in this final game. Uh, Yoshida almost got himself a home run ball that I think if the wind was pushing out a little bit more, he might have had. But all in all, like I'm I'm not disappointed with how things go, mainly because of what we saw with Walter uh, his debut was able to get six and two thirds only allowed three runs in what is now I mean that, that's a huge relief for this bullpen in my opinion they the Red Sox are on a 10 game 10 game, or 10 10 consecutive games I don't know how I want to phrase that 10 consecutive games in a row and yeah and they at some point these arms just need a break and it, Schreiber now going on to the 30 day DL. He's a huge piece for this bullpen that we're not going to see for a little bit longer now. 60. So it was good. Like that, that's a positive that you can take from these two dropped games in a row now. And if anything, the Red Sox are still maintaining. They're not falling back in that hunt for the third wildcard slot. They're still two and a half back as of recording this. We'll see where they are after the slated games on Thursday or Wednesday. Uh, but all in all, like, meh.
3: Yeah, you know, it's like this this upcoming White Sox series is big because with this with this Twins one, I think I think all of us knew going in that the day game at the end was going to be a scheduled loss. It's a getaway day. You had no idea who was going to start like these guys have been playing a lot lately. They they played a doubleheader, came to Minnesota, flew all the way to Minnesota for a four game series like that. This was going to be a tough one. So definitely was on them. To take two of the first three and they did that and they they did it in convincing fashion it was tough the third one was tough because that was a really winnable game but you know if if you said at the beginning that they would split the series i think a lot of us would have agreed um maybe we're hoping to take the first three and then then obviously drop the fourth but you know you'll take a split but you know you're gonna have to keep winning series when they come so that's that's what makes a series like the upcoming one against the white Sox so big
4: yeah, and it's kind of, like Coop said earlier, it's a microcosm of the entire season. You're rolling into Minnesota. The offense is clicking on all cylinders. The pitchers look good, and then it comes to game three, and it's a game where, you know, that strike three call on Duran. I hate to complain about umps. I don't know if I've mentioned umps much this year at all, but you got, what is it, 11, 12 pitch at bat, and he gets rung up on a pitch that was six inches inside. That's terrible. And then Verdugo hits a triple, which would have scored him. And then the Red Sox go on to lose by one. Like it's that kind of loss. And then, of course, you got, you can't score in the 10th inning with the Ghost Runner starting at second base. And then you bring in the human white flag, Caleb Ort, in the 10th. And it's just kind of like, you knew that was coming. By the way, shout out to Bill Burr. That was awesome. Awesome to listen to Bill Burr for 10 innings, not even nine, 10 innings. I'm so So upset I didn't listen to that. That was the best podcast. Ever, I've never enjoyed a broadcast like they lost, and I I don't think I cared at all. That was so, so... he was he was in there for a full game, the Before whole thing the game started. He was there and he stayed until the tenth. He was amazing and he was riffing.
3: That's awesome. Game. Yeah, Great he job. was he was re- he was really funny the entire way, and I, I I really enjoyed it. I will say, I think hot tip that no one's gonna agree with when when the Sox blew that sixth inning chance, and it was what was it first and third, no outs, a real runs into an out, and the next two guys strike out like a little uh, he was he kept he kept going he kept like talking as if nothing was going on and i'm like sitting here fuming that they can't get the go ahead running and it's just like oh my god man shut up but like 95 percent of the time i was thoroughly enjoying it he was hilarious like if they they had him in for like a blowout victory like it would be
4: must see tv yeah it kind of cooled me off actually it made me less angry but but yeah that was it was a lot of fun i enjoyed listening to it um i know a lot of people had a good time listening but but anyway Back to my point, you lose that game. That was pretty winnable. You got screwed a little bit with that call. You bring in Caleb Orton, 10th inning. You're asking for trouble, and that's exactly what you got. And then game four, like we said, I, I hate this term, but it really was scheduled loss. You got Joe Ryan, uh, who's super underrated. Which, you, the, you, I was about to say, like, round of applause for Joe Ryan. That was
2: quite a performance. He's a stud. Yeah. stud. I mean, and like, you know who drafted complete him? Complete game shutty. You, you don't know who drafted see that Joe Ryan, How
3: what would you would say? say? Did Heim Bloom draft him? Heim Bloom drafted Joe Ryan. Yeah. There you I
2: go. didn't realize that.
3: Yeah. He, he did. was traded to Minnesota for two months of Nelson Cruz. Mm hmm. Yikes. Yeah. The Rays the um, Rays don't make too many, time, too many blunders time, like that. I don't know, dude. Joe Ryan's like an ace. You get six years of that for two months of Nelson Cruz. Yeah, but look what the 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 Rays didn't suffer. They still have incredible pitches. That's true. They do yeah, have
2: a
4: surplus. So I was actually super impressed by Walter. He was getting really babbipped early on. I think the first two hits, Alex Spear uh, tweeted, um, apologies if I'm slightly off, but I believe it was uh, a 170 and a 150 expected batting average on both those hits. So they were little dinky, little dinky dinks, little dinky do's kid. So uh, shake those off which is exactly what he did. He settled down. He didn't let it get to his head. Major League debut. We've seen a lot of guys melt down, like that guy on the uh, Yankees last week who just completely peed his pants. Um, felt bad for him, but it's the way it goes. So super encouraged by Walter. Uh, he worked the corners really well. He was hitting his spots. He had an interesting pitch mix, too. I love the wonky left-handed delivery. Uh, not really a blow-you-away guy. Uh, yeah, impressed. Thoroughly impressed. Gordo, what did you think of Walter? Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I I was impressed too. I mean, base I know he's been fiddling with his repertoire down in AAA, so I was a l- I was a little bit curious as to what we were going to see because I know it's only been getting a little better a little bit better for him as of late. It's kind of similar to Chris Murphy's trajectory. So I was curious what we were going to see today, and the fact that he was able to get you almost 7 innings. I mean, I don't in that case when you when your job is out there he came to the what was like a two nothing deficit but it had a man scoring position with no outs so essentially a three-run deficit um and he was able to basically eat the entire game and save the entire bullpen for the chicago series i mean that's that's his, that's doing your job and more and that's that's a guy you know coming out for your debut and earning respect in a clubhouse and you know, like you said, Sammy, it's easy to just go into a debut and, you know, chalk it up as it's his major league debut. And that's why you struggle. But now he, he settled in because he had, he, he had a pretty high pitch count in his first couple innings, but he really, really settled in and was able to eat that entire game. And, you know, the offense was giving him nothing. So, like, they were never really in it. But so at that point, your job is just get as far as you can, limit the damage
4: as much as you can, but eat those innings. And he sure as hell did that. Yeah. He stopped nibbling. Uh, he was nibbling a bit early on. And then he would come into the zone and they would crack it. But yeah, he settled in, like you said. I also want to give props to uh, Cora. I thought that was a really interesting move to use an opener. Obviously, Garza is not ideal, but just the concept of using an opener for a guy like Walter, who's making his Major League debut, not, not on short notice, but it wasn't something that he kind of led up to. So to alleviate some of the pressure by going with an opener, you're not the starting pitcher. You're not hearing your name announced before the game. You can kind of leisurely warm up in the pen. I thought that was really smart and it paid dividends. Good outing. What was it? 6.2 innings, three earned runs. That would be a quality start if it were a start. So yeah, kudos to Walter. Kudos to Cora. I think they handled everything well. Interesting prospect. Definitely somebody I want to see more of going forward. So yeah, I think I'm on the Walter train. Yeah, no.
3: And to add to your point there about the opener thing, like the twins have a few guys that they can kind of, you know, shift in and out of their lineup, and you know their two best hitters, you know Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton, right-handed hitters. So you get the righty and there, and granted, it didn't work because Carson got his shit wrecked. But you you give Walter a chance to not necessarily open his big league career by facing a couple of big bashing righties who have been reading up on you and studying up on you on the iPad, and you know they're ready to take you deep. You know, you can, you can get started, hopefully, in the bottom of the lineup. Didn't necessarily, you know, go according to plan like that, but it still, you know, to your point, takes the pressure off. And, you know, you saw Baldelli pinch hit really early in the game once they got Walter in the game. So it shows, you know, that that was smart. You know, you get a guy out of the game. You know, it's kind of just playing the game. And, you know, you see the Rays do stuff like that. And, you know, Baldelli obviously came up through that organization, you know, learn from those guys. So, yeah, I thought it was a smart move. I would also like to see more of Walter. Although I, I think it's a fair assumption that he's probably going to get option and they'll get a fresh arm up there. But this is not the last we're going to see of him. I mean, regardless of whether he's here as a starter or a reliever, he's, as you said, a wonky throwing lefty, and those guys are valuable. You, you see, you know, Heim, Bloom target those guys all the time. So you know, he he will be throwing innings for this team over the course of the season. Like it's just a matter of when, not really if agree with you guys on the Brandon Walter or more so
2: with Gordo on the Brandon Walter where he's probably not going to be the having the longest lifespan with this team and especially with the move that they made ahead of um or really in the middle of a lot of these injury updates and roster movement uh is Taylor Scott coming in from the Dodgers uh right-handed arm but also not the best numbers I'm not really sure how he'll really shape up in this. I feel like he's going to be another like extendable type guy where you bring him up. Maybe he pitches once or twice and then they kind of move on from him. Um,
4: yeah. There's
2: another one too.
4: Um, Kyle Baraklaw, who's kind of a, he interesting... had a great
3: debut uh, with Worcester
4: yesterday. He's yeah. an interesting yeah. guy.
3: Cause he's had a he like it's none of Not recent at all. But he had a lot of big league success for the Marlins. So what was it like in like twenty fifteen through seventeen yeah. or sixteen through eighteen, something like that? He was really good, and and now it's it's weird. He's starting, which I don't yeah. think he did at all in his big league career. But interesting guy, and as you said, really good first start for AAA. You know, last night, so someone to watch. So do you think with all of this happening, and we keep seeing arms
2: come up, and we might see them just you know disappear forever? Is this something that's like? sustainable if we're in the you know wild card third contending spot there are you feeling optimistic about the red sox going into the playoffs if they continue with this because i it's just that's not a sustainable it's a sustainable formula for like a season but once you hit the playoffs i you obviously can't keep that formula up and at some point you need your pitchers to step up so i guess it's more of a you're hoping that your arms get healthy at some point but at what point are you getting concerned that they keep running this it's yeah
3: yeah.
4: Go ahead, Jordan
3: I, well, I, to your sustainable point, I, I don't think it's sustainable for a contender to every fifth day kind of chuck someone out there and kind of hope for the best. And so, you know, on Saturday, they had a doubleheader. They chucked out Caleb Orton, Chris Murphy, and hoped for the best, and it worked. And then today, a few days later, they chuck out Justin Garza and Brandon Walter, and it didn't work. And like, obviously, you know, a lot of that is attributable to the offense, but. If every fifth day you're gonna you're gonna kind of just throw a hail mary and, and hope for the best, you know, chuck up a half court shot and hope it goes in. It's that's every five days. Most of the time, you're gonna lose, and that is not you know for a team like this that needs a lot to go right to get anywhere near the playoffs. That's not really a sustainable formula. So yes, yeah, so like being this far away from the trade deadline, someone's gonna need to step up because Chris Sale's not walking through that door. Tanner Houck doesn't sound like he's walking through that door. Although they haven't really been definitive about a timetable, so maybe maybe some wacky Jalen Brown shits being considered, but I don't think he's walking that door for at least a month. So someone's gonna have to step up. Like like this is like it's not they're not gonna be able to keep doing the bring someone up, send him down, and he wits the 15 days. You just kind of keep alternating for the next what month plus. That someone's gonna have to be a guy, be a man, and step into that spot. And it's just gonna be a matter of. And it's not like it's Pervetta. Been, we is, it, like, is it going to be Pervetta? No. No. No.
4: He's been, no, he's been good. He's been good in the role. Keep him in the role yeah, he's he, been good in. Let him let him cook in the pen. Um, I'll, I'll actually push back a little bit on something both of you said, saying that Walter, you know, okay, maybe not push back. You guys said he'll probably be optioned. I agree. But I think I'd prefer if he stayed in the rotation. Well, why not? He's a 26-year-old prospect. That was a pretty impressive debut. Hauk's out. You need someone in there. Why not give Walter a shot? I mean, what are they waiting for? This is, like we've said three million times, bridge year. This is the year to give guys like Walter a shot. He's not your typical prospect. Like I just mentioned, he's a little bit older. He looked good today. I would let him maybe even start, maybe forego the opener next time. Now that he's settled in, who would he face? He would face the Marlins. He can do that. It's a hot it's a hot lineup right now. Are they really? Yeah, Tomorrow, they're now They they're, just have
3: one guy the, that's absolutely mashing. As a team, they're weirdly way better than like Jeremy Like King. What are they? They ten games above five hundred right now. But it's not because of, the, they are.
4: because of their pitching. It's not yeah, their off right. They, they, they Andy. Their Andy. Oh they got Yuri Perez out there. Sandy's been bad. Sandy,
3: Sandy's not Sandy's having been a good bad year.
2: Bad on it's his always... terms or bad like MLB bad, like, like bad. MLB
4: bad. Yeah. Oh, let me like look his ERA is like five, right? Oh, I didn't realize he was that low. Now, Sandy has a five point oh eight. He's got a Massachusetts area code ERA right now. Not good Jeez. yet. No.
3: Yet that team is forty two and thirty three. That is remarkable. What? But it's it's Yuri Perez, oh. dude. That guy. The Marlins are forty two and thirty three, and it's Luis Arias and Yuri Perez. Like I think he's got to be. So Six or seven starts into his career now. Is he raising the ones? I think He just went to six shutout. Like yeah. that, Lizardo, that dude yeah. is on his way to being like maybe the best pitcher in baseball. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I don't know. But I, I think he has that potential. He is ridiculous.
2: They got uh, Lizardo. I don't think that's incredibly hot, but that's also like Sandy Alcantara was going to be the hottest baseball or uh, pitcher in baseball. And Shane B. He was for a year. Hottest pitcher in baseball. But I'm constantly told that he's not by someone. Beebs kid Beebs, baby uh, uh I'm not a he's got a Bebs got I'm a, a believer I'm full-time believer but I actually I don't hate the idea of letting Walter eat up another like start or not really a start but another appearance where you can maybe get some more innings out of him like that's the thing is I I like this I think this whole thing can be sustainable if you have guys that come up they're not just doing like one appearance option like they can come up and maybe they do like three appearances and then you option them
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that's something I think you can extend out until you can really get an idea of what's going on with sale and what's going on with Tanner it really get the rotation back to where it was in that like May area of where the season was it's
3: just so tough because thinking about where just these two guys we will talk about is in Brandon Walter and Chris Murphy and, and where they were and are in their development. Chris Murphy had just been moved to the bullpen, and he's been you know finagling with his pitch mix. And he had had, I think, one successful bullpen appearance before he made that appearance in Cleveland. And they went back and you know had more success, and then obviously came back up and had success up here again. Walter, you yeah. know, at at the same time is also finagling with a new pitch mix, and it's just it's gonna end up like you're gonna see more of these guys. You're gonna see them more soon, but it's just it's such. Terrible timing because when you see guys start to get momentum, like they have, you know, like obviously in the minor leagues, you're fiddling with stuff on as a pitcher. It's just so brutal to have. Cause like they, like the stuff that they're fiddling with could be working, but like, unfortunately if you just don't have time or experience, you know, pitching that way, your stuff could get rocked at the big league level because these hitters are so talented. Like I, I just, I wish they had more time in the minors to kind of gain their confidence with the way they're pitching, particularly with Murphy pitching out of the bullpen. Um,
4: yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I don't
3: know. It, it could be, it could be Walter. It, may, maybe not immediately, but maybe maybe in there's always someone who goes down and then these guys can get called back up. They never actually have to wait the full 15. It feels like.
4: Yeah. And see, that's why it's good to get it. Depth starting which is something that i kind of kind of sort of was critical of bloom early on in the season it felt like if there was an injury then they'd either be relying on paxton which is not good as good as he's been it's not good to have to rely on someone with his kind of track record of health or lack thereof and then you have sale in the mix and it just felt like this was kind of you could have seen this coming them having injury issues you mean,
2: wait, 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 wait are we about to go back to a term we used at the beginning of the year What's that? Roster construction. I knew roster you were gonna say that. That was that yeah, was yeah. a Red Sox Twitter word
4: that like that was the buzzword. Kind of disappeared. Yep. Hey, well, rightfully so it was a buzzword. It was a it's a weirdly constructed roster. And I think the reason it's the way it is is because the front office, maybe Cora as well, kind of said, All right, this is still a bridge here if we have to go to our young guys, we get the major league experience, whatever, it's not a big deal. We're not as concerned with the wins and losses. We got to get these guys ready anyway, but still, it would be nice to have a version of Matt Dermody that wasn't, you know, questionable person, a veteran starter who you can plug in and have him pitch one or two games. And he can, you know, he's not going to light the world on fire, but you're like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. He's not a kid that I'm going to mess up the development of. So I just wish they had one more arm. One more starter with experience, even if it's a bum. I take that. Hey, you, you've got one. You've got you've got Corey Kluber. <laughs> you've got one. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. He's he's on the that's, no, he's on the IL now. He's got an yeah, his, oh, that's true. I, I forgot. I think I forgot his the, is coming. The uh the uh quote unquote il. Can we put this Phantom. on the record that, that I want this to be a support of Corey Kluber podcast? Like I don't want him to stay on the team but I officially like feel bad for him. That was hard to watch, oh, yeah. man. He's just a shell of himself. That has to be painful to just be that's out there. Call. That's That's too high. You're, he's you're he's worse time, than a shell of himself right now. You're a two-time Cy Young Award winner, and you just like, you can't even get an out. It's just crazy. And it's not like it was a, a gradual fall off this cliff. He really just plummeted. He was good last year. Granted, we weren't psyched when the Red Sox signed him, but we didn't think he'd have a – ERA of 1,000 like he does right now. He's just not even close to a major league quality pitcher right now. It's scary.
3: Freaks me out. Yeah. And you're getting, you're getting like obviously better outings from your triple A depth arms who, who haven't even been performing in triple A. They're coming up and giving you better big league innings than Corey Kluber. So it's tough, but I, I want to, you guys were talking about the roster construction and I was thinking back to some of my takes from spring training, and and a lot of people were talking about this. Like the everyone talked about the Red Sox have so many big league caliber starting pitchers. Who are they gonna have in the rotation? Who's gonna go to the bullpen? And a lot of people, you know, it was like, oh, how can Whitlock should go to the bullpen? Yada yada yada. I wanna list off the starting pitchers that going into the season the Red Sox had available to them. And let's think about where we are from this. So, okay, count. One sale, two Whitlock, three Houk. Four Paxton, five Bayo, six Kluber, seven Pivetta, eight Cutter, nine Winkowski because he he was a starter at that time. Ten Mata, eleven Walter, twelve Murphy. We are literally because uh, with Mata being hurt, we are about to have basically we've burned through all twelve of those. Like that is that is crazy, and it and that's what happens when when multiple of your, your big guys go down and you have you know, bomb seasons from Kluber and Pavetta, it forces you to go that route. It's just tough. because, yeah. like, I don't, I want to say that I feel like, cause I wish they had another arm. They definitely need another arm today. But at the time, at the beginning of the season, was I saying that they needed another arm? I definitely wasn't. But yeah, like if, if they were, if they were a first place team right now, the obvious trade deadline acquisition would be like a new starting pitcher.
4: Yeah. Hey, Cool. I got something right then. Cause I was banging that beat for a while saying, I wish they had more starting pitch, not starting pitching depth, but a guy that you can plug in and feel good about because all 10 of those guys, maybe other than Bayo are guys with glaring concerns. Like how we weren't sure if he was a starter or not. Same thing with Whitlock, whether we wanted him to be one or not sale injuries, Paxton, major injuries, uh, on and on and on you can name all these guys have glaring issues we didn't have anyone even someone like rich hill you could just put in and you go okay he's not gonna be great but you know he's gonna pitch every five days and keep you in ball games we had none of those guys
2: at the end of the
4: year he, like he
2: kind of pulled it together and you could it's scary to say that he was kind of the more reliable guy
4: at that point. absolutely was rich so hill was absolutely cool. one of the more reliable guys that That's what had. I'm saying. I wish we had more guys like that. Yeah, Kluber, you're right. Kluber was supposed to be that guy. So then he's the one out of the 10 that has no glaring concerns. I would say two. I would include Bayo. He was young, but come on, we knew he was gonna find success. It's, it's just not enough. I would have preferred, and of course, hindsight's 2020, 20, but I was saying this in the offseason one more reliable arm, even if it's a 4A guy, like who is the guy? Cole Irvin. He stinks. But I would have taken him on the Red Sox just to have security and not mess up the development of these young guys. It's more looking out for the young guys. Credit to me for looking out for the kids. Oh, look at you. Just big big I guy agree. there. Credit so, to you, Sammy. Yeah. Do I'm always you look see up for you. like a lot
2: of the like Zach Kelly going down at the beginning of the year? Do you kind of like look at that as he was someone that was supposed to be a lock in this whole pitching staff? Or was he more of a fringe guy
4: to you? He's a relief pitcher. They're all volatile. If you're if you're not talking about the back end guys, they're all pretty volatile. I, I wanted so you're to, more
2: so con, you're more so concerned with like that
4: starting the rotation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bullpens, you can you can always throw darts and see who's good and who's not in a year like this. If you want to be a contender, that's a little tougher. But I'm less concerned about the bullpen. I actually kind of like that philosophy for the bullpen. That's how you find guys like Schreiber. Is when you give guys Agreed. a shot of stuff, stuff guys. But-
3: it's yeah, not that's... about it's not about Zach Kelly specifically, Coop. The way the way I look at the pitching the pitching depth and like not having enough of it right now is it's 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 the combination. Like you haven't necessarily like you've only lost really one key arm in Schreiber, but it's about the collective. Like let's like Blyer was terrible, but you know he went down. Zach Kelly went down. Uh, we talked about Schreiber, White Mills down before the season. Joely Rodriguez has been out for basically the entire season. With and what we basic- saw from
2: him, I'm
4: not. I'm not yeah. really oh,
2: sold on him. Well,
3: yeah.
4: My god, that was so- I've said this before. What the hell was the hype of that signing? They were the Red Sox social media team was like, "We got him. We well, cuz there's him. just so many clips of
2: him like being a good teammate. So, like that's all they had. And you're like, "Oh, this guy's an I like I tweeted I was like, "All-time vibes, Gioeli Rodriguez. Ellie Rodriguez. That matters.
4: But he's been around for like 7 years and he's been not good." Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> his we numbers doing? weren't there beforehand. And, and Richard f- Blyer's out there throwing like ducks out there getting roped, and everyone's like, "Oh, I can't wait until Joelli's back. I'm like uh, 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 he's not that good either, man. What do you?
3: The tough Joely? The tough thing with Joelli is that his vol- like you look at the savant page, I think that's why everyone was so excited is you look at the savant page and all of a, a lot of the important stuff was read, and it seemed like, oh, just get this guy to harness his control, harness his command, and you know, he'll be a guy. And then, of course, just get him to figure out all the important training.
2: stuff of pitching,
3: right? But then also, he hurts himself in spring training, comes back, and his velo's down like three, four miles an hour. And then, okay, now all those things that are red are also going
4: to be blue, and he still can't locate. So, where yeah. are we with that? <laughs> I just never got that. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of funny actually, the way they were hyping him up because you knew it was gonna. <laughs> Not that I want to upset the fan base, but you knew the reaction was gonna be like. This guy stinks. This, what the hell? <laughs> this guy's a bum. Yeah, his his stats and history are readily available on the internet. I could have told you that months ago.
2: So here's, I, I want to transition out of the pitching real quick here because <laughs> I, I want to give love to someone that it wasn't fair that he was getting compared to JD because JD was, he's doing his thing over in Dodger land. But there's this guy, JT who mm-hmm. heart heartbeat of the team right now
4: yeah man how could i mean he,
2: he like the, i was thinking about it when i was listening to on like the radio today where like he he doesn't have all-star stats where like he's gonna be in that whole like american like he's not gonna be anywhere close to seattle come that time yeah but like he is the red sox all-star right now like he continually like every time he's putting that lineup he's producing somehow And that's kind of like what they need as far as just like to get one through nine in the batting order. But it just sucks that like this whole predicament of I want to see JT continue to like be in this lineup can continue to produce. But you're also dealing with like it's bridge year. Cassis needs to be in that slot developing as well, which is like good that they can flip flop DH. But you're running into these all these issues where it's like development versus having a guy help your team get to the next day.
4: Yeah, it's a fair, a fair concern. Um, the difference is I think, and I hope that Turner is part of the team next year as well. So it's not like a rental that you're just using to win games this year. It's a guy who's part of the team and to get him integrated can't hurt. I know he's a veteran, so he doesn't need as much of that integration, but you know, he's important. He's playing really well. Egg on my face. I totally hated the signing and happily wrong about that. Sorry, Justin. So, yeah, I kind of like how they're using him, honestly. I think it's really smart and it it helps get other guys into the lineup while keeping the team competitive at the same time, which is what we wanted. I think he's a good mentor for guys like Casas who have had maturity issues, like we've heard. Nothing against Casas, but, you know, we all know about it. So, rookie. Yeah, like that. He's a rookie.
1: He's a rook. I can't
4: blame him for that. He's a rookie, but he did line a double off of Johan Duran last night. And I think that's like an important part of that JT sick. in this
2: lineup where like last week where he got the reset, where the announcement came out, Cassis is going to be getting less time, where it wasn't spent. I think that was blown out of proportion. Yeah, what the it, hell He just said he's out. getting less time at first base. It's not that he's getting pulled out of the Yeah, the hold
3: on a second. Has Turner played first base more than one time since Cora said that? I feel like he's played first base once. I think he played first that day and hasn't played since.
4: Yeah, (laughs) it's like Cora doing this. Cora did this to Casas. He was like, like "But I think that's. I think it's similar
2: to like the Verdugo thing, where he knew he could pick out Verdugo, sit him for a game, and say hey, like, this is going to mean a whole lot more to the team if I do this to you, and it also helps you a little bit more.' Whereas, like, in this situation. Cassis is maybe the guy always talk going around talking his shit, and like Corey just comes out in front of the media and just says like, "Hey, he's getting less time now." Like maybe that's just like the reality check to say like, "Hey, I need to check in with my coaches and see what they want me to do." Have a reset, and from then on out, he's been an incredibly hot hitter.
4: Yeah, he's got an OPS close to 900 this month. That's crazy. I would. Not, I mean, I've been a big Casas supporter even in the bad month early on they're March slash April early on. But dude, he's been hot this month and made a really good play last night at first base. That was weird. I don't know if I've ever seen that play before, but wait, he made it. How do you, how do you do the Heisman pose? That's what it looked like to me. It looked like the he- the Heisman
3: pose. The tonight. stiff arm. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Oh, buddy. Pretty you didn't do cool. that made celebration a... enough, like playing backyard football. It's a little like, no, you curl, I you definitely curl the, the football up.
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional.
1: Yeah, thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
2: Stiff arm down. 10. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good podcasting there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, like, even though they're come, like, we circling back to what we said at the beginning of this episode, even though they dropped those last two and they're feeling like the mid socks more than ever after this series. It's not a, like a disappointing feeling. Like no. they're still five hundred. well, technically, if we want to look at the end of this, they're seven fifty. They're playing seven fifty baseball. Slightly like six of the last eight.
4: Oh yes, yeah, they've been Come hot. On. Lately, but this Come is on, they, this is what they do. They they stink for a while, then they get hot for a while, then they stink again. This is this is who but they you, are. And in you, going. You know, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I will. No, no, I'll no, go, no. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. You said we weren't disappointed. By the split, and I agree, it's exactly what we expected. It's like when you get a birthday gift from someone who has given you multiple birthday gifts and you know what you're gonna get every year, and you open your gift and it's exactly what you thought it was gonna be, but you're like, I like this. Oh, I like this it. Is... Yeah. Another the pair same of yellow t
2: shirt that I get every year from my aunt. Yeah.
4: Yeah. This yeah. is another pretty nice. Sox. I like this. Yeah, another another Red Sox hat. I have ten of these, but I wear all of them and I like I, them all. They still they still put a smile on my face. Yeah, this is kind of going off the rails. This comparison makes no sense, but it's exactly what we expected. No, no, no. I, I think there'll be, that people are gonna relate to this. And um
2: and what I was gonna say after that is they're now going into a incredibly bad organization right now in Chicago. And I like that dropping these last two, it makes me look at these like this next series and kind of be like this is where they can get back on track and maybe even like continue this like winning streak where it's like, instead of going back and forth where it's like win loss, win loss, it's like win have a short losing streak, get back into the swing of winning. And I don't know. Remember when I said that they could be in second place in June, probably still not going to be that way, but they're that they middle third. of the pack, the Peloton as I'm going to call it of the American league East they're They're all tightly knit right now. I mean, they're, the Red Sox are still a th- stone's throw away from New York and actually being in that wild card position. And the good news is
4: tomorrow Bayo's pitching. But the bad news is they're facing Lucas Giolito. I'll take that matchup though. I like Bayo lately a lot more than I've liked Giolito lately who's been kind of good but not Man. great. So Bayo coming up, they can get Giolito.
3: Yeah. He's the type yeah. of guy I feel like they'd have success against. And even even when he was good, like 2021 he had a good year and and they I remember, I think it was on Patriots day or maybe it was the day before Patriots day. They, they hit them around a little bit, but yeah, I know. I, I as long as they, like, I, I feel like team as long as in the series don't have this weird five slot, they've got a good chance to take the series because the offense, you know, it's going to be up and down, but the starting pitching should be pretty consistent. Like I, I feel like we all thoroughly expect good outings from Bayo packs. So right there, should feel good about
4: it. So I'll quickly run through the matchups. It's, Bayo Giolito, you know, close. Paxton versus, um, who? oh, Lynn. Lance and his six and a half ERA, although was, he is off a good outing.
2: That should be a he great
3: day for 16.
4: Paxton. <laughs> a nice Friday night for, or Saturday night for Paxton. Here, you know how I said this series represents the Red Sox in a nutshell? Here's what the White Sox are Lance Lynn strikes out 16. They get smoked five to one by the Mariners. That's, the White Sox, so that's who we're about to see. So, they're the Angels of the Central, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a good one. So, uh, Bayo Giolito, Paxton, Lynn, and then you got Cutter versus TBD. So, I, I feel fine, I feel fine about the series. Kind of scared either. of
3: TBD, but I think we got him.
4: TBD's been they're, up they're
3: 32 and 40. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. They've lost five of their last seven. Yeah, against the Rangers, Mariners, and then that they've lost a lot of series of late. They lost a series to the Rangers. They lost a series to the Mariners. They lost a series to the Dodgers. They lost a series to the Marlins. They they won a series against the
4: Yankees. So we have that hey, coming. bully for them. So they're beating they're beating bum teams. They are beating
3: bums. Whoa
2: whoa whoa whoa! No 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 no! I'm do not disrespect. The Yankees like this. They're they're a completely well put together team. Stops like the the disrespect to Anthony Volpe. Like I pointed this out the other night on Twitter. Like he was in that lineup. Give him some credit of for battling the Red Sox. You know he did his best.
4: He is the future. Not all Red Sox legend. His he has more homers. down Every single month this year. Volpe. it's gone down, down. He's the opposite of Casas. has gone down, down. I don't want to. I don't want Hold on, that. guys. Hold yet. on. Goldby. Hold on. Hold
3: on. Hold on. He's I great need some for that organization. Here. He's the future. He has more homers than Vlad Jr.
4: <laughs> he, pay, he plays in a sandbox. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Have you seen the alleys at that park? They're, they're Listen, incredibly big.
3: Well, Biggest oh, guys, alleys his, in his the war. league. His war is good, though, guys. I don't know.
2: understand. He's the f- he's Derek Cheater point oh three
4: point. I thought you were going to say two <laughs> Derek no, Cheater. We've had
2: some other in the mix there. Dd. Dd. Didi. Didi, good Didi. Guy. He was point oh two.
4: He's with the Mariners now, by the way. Dd. Is he though? Oh, he signed a contract. Yeah, he's signed with the Mariners. Um. Yeah. Also, you know, by the Daniel way. Daniel Murphy signed a contract. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not going to last long. By the <laughs> way, back to the uh, back to the White Sox. As bad as they've been. They also have all these trade rumors swirling around them. The players are unhappy. People want them to sell. Everyone except for them thinks they should sell. Just kind of funny. You, like, don't,
2: don't even say them. I think people at the team, like within the front office are also kind of like Jerry Reinsdorf. Just please. Oh, so you think in. Reinsdorf
4: is like holding the? Royal
2: yeah, Surfers. of course. Oh, Reinsdorf he, yeah, cares more about is. like owning a team. That's kind of like cool millionaire shit, though. Like, he's I, also hey, like ancient or- I don't have anything else like in my life. Let me just own this team. Like, I don't care. You guys he's are like, all upset. Well, Guess what? I'm just going to sign Joe Kelly for another couple of years. Deal with it. That's that's an, that's mean to Joe Kelly.
3: He's 87. <laughs> this guy, 80, that's why he doesn't want to sell. This guy can't go through a rebuild. <laughs> and it's also like he. I think he's like
2: clinging to the fact that he had Michael Jordan and he thought that he's successful. So he's just like, I can run this back anytime I want. I'm just like, no, dude, you got lucky with
4: Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was good one time. Therefore, I'll be good a second time. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. so tough to look at an organization like that. Cause when, like, you know, that feeling when everyone knows that you should sell and start the rebuild and then they don't. Cause I, I mean, not, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring this into basketball terms because it's very relevant with the Washington mm-hmm. Wizards. I was going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's dig into this because they. they no, had... Gordo. Gordo. I had a great time
2: with my five dollar tickets for Celtics games in college. I'm perfectly happy with their ownership. They can continue to suck. I got great experiences in college thanks to them. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. Hey. No. I I interned for them. That I had a great experience there. I I love the organization. They they were very good to me. But they they've handled their basketball operations very poorly because they could have gotten the absolute world. Bradley Beal two, three, four years ago, even maybe last year. They could have gotten they could have gotten stuff for Kristaps Porzingis in the offseason. But of course, they instead of instead of selling and liquidating their mediocre roster for a load of draft picks to kickstart a great rebuild, they extended Bradley Beal to a contract that nobody wanted. They let Kristaps Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma expire, therefore getting practically nothing for either of them. And Beal's contract was so expensive that Practically no one wanted it, and all they got were second-round picks and pick swaps. So they they are basically starting from scratch. And if the White Sox aren't careful, you know, you know, particularly after the Red Sox come in there and wipe their tushies, they, the same thing could happen to them if they if they if they a wait a graphic. little too long, you know, Dylan Cease, you know, turns into an expiring guy. Like they're already going to get nothing for Giolito. Like this is this the only guy that they have at this point that I feel like has a lot of value. Is Luis Robert. And I don't I don't know what Eloy Jimenez's contract situation is, but he's been so bad that I don't even know what they would get for him. So like they've already they've already messed up a lot. Like Tim Anderson's expiring and he's having a bad year. They're getting nothing for him. So they uh, they should have like, they traded uh, him like two years ago. You remember I, with all these guys. It's all of them. You guys
2: After that you field of dreams walk-off, that's when they should have traded him. <laughs>
4: you guys remember when Hendricks. He got hurt. Eloy Eloy got hurt. And the White Sox, I think it was their Twitter, they put out a post, and it looked like a memorial, like he had died. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't see that. No. Like, we'll play for you. We will miss you. And it's like, oh, my God. They How were holding the die? jersey. They were, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really uh, meanwhile,
4: Liam you. Hendrick
2: is, like, battling cancer, and it's just yeah. like, eh, like we'll Yeah, they did less for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, to be given, like to be fair, that was in the off season, so it's kind of like, I guess we'll see you once you come back.
4: That's like um the Blue Jays did that, too when Vlad Jr got hurt they posted a cartoon of him in a hospital bed and it looked like he was dead and all his <laughs> teammates around him like oh no <laughs> who is, was it with uh
2: Arizona where they put like the jersey on the uh the card the not cardboard cutout but it was a plastic cutout for the stand in oh. the bullpen Braves Jesse Chavez Was it the Braves? Yeah yeah yeah. See that's funny. I think yeah. that's, like, the way to do it. But that was Not, a joke. Like,
3: like, like, the White Sox were being absolutely yeah. serious here. Like, they were like, okay, guys, like, we've got a we've got a yeah. rally for our boy. He's, like, like he's going to die. Let's be die self-aware. When actually, let's be he, self-aware. like, sprained
4: his ankle or something. Like, I don't know. I wish I could find the the, the the Vlad Jr. one was unbelievable. It looked like he was on his deathbed, and all his teammates are in uniform. Like, oh, no, we're going to miss him so much when he's gone forever. And then they're like, oh, he's on the 15-day IL. He'll be back <laughs>
2: Uh, give well, it a month on that note white Sox suck as an organization it's there for the red Sox
3: are gonna take two of if we eat three. this I'm, i swear to god if we eat this i'm gonna say two or three we cannot possibly come back and eat this i'm taking a sweep let's go oh that's dude Bayo, paxton cutter and i'm confident in all of them the so least confident I am is in Cutter, obviously, but he's facing T B D and T B D has obviously been struggling. Four point so. three ERA, not his best.
4: I'll take two out of three. Two out of three, I there think they're go. gonna win they're gonna win the last game, which is the one that they're least likely to win, and then they're gonna lose one of the first two in some like stupid way that will annoy all of us. So two out of three.
3: Okay. I am just realizing that we're not have we are not gonna have Alex Verdugo for this series.
4: So no. I'm yeah, still going to well, call Sweet. So you won't see him till probably Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Best wishes from the who yeah. says no crew to the Verdugo family. I know they're uh, they they lost someone recently, so prayers going up for. a tough time. We love you, Newgate. Extend him.
2: Yeah, you know what? That's the perfect time to extend him. Be like, we're going to take care of your family, buddy. Yeah. That's how much we care about you. Yeah. Bones, bro. Oh, what a That's Hey, we got to start negotiating for the Red Sox. On that note,